0: Hello readers, welcome back to Hooked on Books. Today we're going to be looking at The Alphabet of Thorn. My name is Mariah Mortar and I'm your podcast host. Okay, so The Alphabet of Thorn is by Patricia A. McGill. Its genre is fantasy. So if you like fantasy, this book is perfect for you. So, before I tell you any more about how amazing it is, I'm going to read the inside flap. Just a second there, got to got to find it. Here's a little blurb about the author before the excerpt begins. I'm gonna read that too. One of the most spectacular fantasies of our time. Patricia A. McGillop creates fairy tale worlds of wonder and magic. Now she opens a page on a time and place where an orphan girl is haunted by thorns. A reluctant queen rules between sea and sky. An epic never ends deep inside a palace on the edge of the world the orphan nepete pores over books in the royal library translating their languages and learning their secrets now 16 she knows little of the outside world except for the documents that traders and travelers bring her to interpret then during the coronation of the new queen of rain a young mage gives nepete a book that has a defied that has defied translation. Written in a language of thorns. It speaks to Nepe's soul. And becomes her secret obsession. And as the words escape the brambles. And reveal themselves. Nepete finds her destiny intertwined. With that of the young queens. Sooner than she thinks. She will have to choose between the life she has led. And the life she was born to lead. So... Basically, what the inside flap does not tell you, because let me tell you, there's so much more to this book. And what we already read about, trust me, is amazing. But in addition, this book is also shrouded in mystery. Even though it's fantasy, there's so many things that it reveals slowly as you read. And you have to keep reading to find out exactly what's going on. Nepete's history is so intertwined with different things going on that you are clueless. And it's like a puzzle. You have to pick up all these pieces that the book just keeps dropping at you. And just as it's a fantasy, it's also as a mystery, slowly revealing itself to you. Um, It also has a lot of romance. I don't know if any of you guys like romance out there. But romance is carried throughout the book. And one thing I really appreciate is that it's not only between the main characters but also like side characters and other characters we are introduced to have their own sorts of romance going on which is really just beautiful they take romance it's not dirty it's not gross it's beautiful um and love in this book takes many different roles like The characters suffer for love, they hurt for love, and they redeem themselves because of love. And so it's not just like the romance and like, oh, guy likes girl. It's also what they do because of their romance and because of the love they've created. Without giving too much away, we're going to move on to something else that the book Flap doesn't tell you about. So this novel also includes truth. And what I mean by that is you don't really have to understand, there's some things that you can't put into words, you just know. And this book touches a part of you that you can't put into words. It touched my soul. And it spoke to a part of me that is rarely spoken to. And that's something that's very hard for a novel and an author to do, but when it's done... It's anything you could want in a writer or a written work. Well, there's a little bit about the book. And now we're going to go to an excerpt. And I'm going to read you a little part of the book. To show you how beautiful and lyrical it is. Okay. Okay. Here we go. On Dreamer's Plain, the gathering of delegations from the Twelve Crowns of Rain for the coronation of the Queen of Rain looked like an invading army. So the young transcript thought, gazing out a window as she awaited a visiting scholar. She had never been so high in the palace library, and rarely so warm. Usually at this time of morning, she was buried in the stones below, blowing on her fingers to warm them so that they could write outside wind gusted across the vast plain pulling banners taut, shaking the pavilions thrown up for the various delegations and of troops and servants a spring squall had blown in from the sea and crossed the plain the drying pavilions huffing like bellows in the wind were brilliant with color the transcriptor who had only seen invading armies in the epics she translated narrowed, narrowed her eyes At this gathering and imagined possibilities. So that was from the first chapter and I'm going to read you another excerpt and it shows a little bit of the romance and kind of the struggle going on because the intro is very pretty and it shows you the author's ability, but this will show you a little bit more of I guess the tension. Okay, here we go. You have grown so beautiful, she heard him say, his voice trembling against her ear. I am king of Eben, and a father. I have fought for my crown and won my first battle. And always, always, with your voice in my thoughts, your face in my heart, make yourself a part of my life again. I don't care how you explain yourself. I want you with me again. My first and only love. Make it so. Yes, she whispered, feeling herself for the first times all that he said. Beautiful, wanted, love. He spoke those words, and she became them. He had that power over her. So, that is just, I love that excerpt. Wow. Okay. Anyways, so that's a little bit of the book. So let's talk about why you should read it, because I have showed you all the stuff, and if you're not convinced, well, why should you still read it? Because it's a beautiful fantasy. It's very different from other fantasies. It definitely has its own take, its own perspective, and it's very whimsical and beautiful and so well done that you can almost see it. It's something that you could carry with you in your mind's eye. Like, the only thing stopping you from being a part of it is the page, but if you could just go through that, then it would all be real. Um, it makes you long for more. You get done with the book and you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's over." I started like reading this at like on Christmas Eve, so you know you could be doing other things on Christmas Eve, and I finished it probably like at one in the morning, but I couldn't stop reading. Because it was just that good, and when I was done, I was sad, because it's that good. Um, and if you need more than my convincing, we're gonna read some of the quotes and comments that people have said about this book. Um, the Kansas City Star—I have no idea who they are, but they sound important—said, "An imaginative world to escape to." And that's true. Publishers Weekly said spellbinding leaves the reader longing for more. Wow, <laughs> I just said that. Um, let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot of quotes that people have for this book. And she's written others. So if you like this book, there are more out there. Here we go. Those who have bemoaned the death of the true fairy tale will be delighting delighted by this charming foray from World Fantasy Award winner Clip. In this magical world, blissfully free of bias, people are simply themselves, equally intelligent and witty, and thoroughly capable while prone to the occasional error, in a manner that transcends feminism and becomes a celebration of essential humanity. Leaves the reader longing for more. Philip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Macphillip creates the atmosphere of a fairy tale with her elegantly lyrical prose and attention to nuance. Her characters are at once intimately personal and larger than life. I like that a lot. Intimately personal and larger than life. Which is so true. You feel them in yourselves, but also they're beyond anything in this world. That's so true. Um, And for... My last bit about The Alphabet of Thorn by Patricia A. McKillop is what I learned. So what did this book teach me, and what have I walked away with? Well, Nepete in the end, had to make a big decision. What big a decision? Well, you're going to have to read to find out. But so did a lot of other characters. And I think one of the biggest things in our lives is that we want someone to choose our destiny for us. Or we go our whole lives letting things define us. But in the end, it is our choice what defines us. And it is our choice what our destiny is. And that's what this book taught me. It really showed me how you are not a slave to other people's choices. And it does not matter what other people see in you or what they want you to do. Because in the end, you can do what you want, and you have to make choices for yourself. And that's what Nepete and some other characters in this novel did. In the end, they chose their destiny, and they chose their fate, no matter and regardless of what had been planned for them. That's what I learned. Alright, my readers, keep on reading. I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it was wonderful. And thank you so much for listening. Keep on reading.